Open the five bay doors, please, pal. All right, all right, all right. You're gonna need a bigger potion. Oh, I'm sorry. Did I break your concentration? Look at the coast. We get together, have a few laughs. <laughs> a movie odyssey with Brad Patel, Gus Trout, and Adam Lucas. I'm kind of a coffee snob. Now, well, what, are you, what are you I drinking? got into. Well, I did have Atlas Coffee Club subscription. So every oh. month you get coffee from a single origin coffee from a different part of the world, like Guatemala one month and then Belize and wow. Brazil and China. Um, and it was a little card telling you about like where it was grown. And I mean, but it's just like it's if I, uh, the so Chinese you got you like, like special order your coffee. You wouldn't just get it like from. I mean, like, I, let's ha- say I, you, I would you were getting it from to. like walmart or some some grocery store what would you if get? i was at, uh, i would probably get pete's um whole bean cafe domingo and then That's you a, it's you grind, grind it yourself it. okay yeah like yeah. i have an electric grinder at home and then yeah. i have a hand grinder for like camping and traveling okay um and then i used to do this thing that's it's called a clever dripper it's kind of like a hybrid between like a french press and and a pour over Oh, all right. Kind of like the best of both worlds. Um, and it's like easier because a pour over, you got to stand there the whole time. And yeah. Like yeah. pour and pour and pour. This thing, you just dump the, you rinse the filter out, you put it in the thing, you dump the grounds in, you dump your, you, you know, you dump your water in, you let it brew. And then the whole thing sits on top of your mug. And when you sit on top of the mug, it drains oh. into your mug. So it's like, it's like the lazy way to do kind of a pour over. But, if you yeah, drink my, more than one copy cup of coffee a day, that's annoying. Yeah, my I don't know my tastes of. I guess simplified. Dulled. Yeah, yeah, it's just like I don't have time for that shit anymore. Yeah. It's like that's I used to do that, and it was like just a you know an extra step and right. I don't know. It's not that important to me, I guess. I do love a really good cup of coffee, you know, but right, I'm drinking but it at home. It's, it's just, mainly just functional. Yeah. Anyway. Well, well speaking of boundaries, wait, speaking uh, of gas, speaking, speaking of, of coffee, oh, there's a gas um, thing. The cat woman. Speaking of bloated, the, the penguin. Speaking of bloated, the penguin. Yeah, yes. Yeah. He's got a costume on. Yeah. Well, I'm I'm recording an intro. Gus isn't here. Um, this is our last Christmas movie of the year. Um, hey gang, welcome back to our podcast, which you are now listening to. My name is Brad Patello. I'm joined by my good friend Adam Lucas. At uh, Gus is having Christmas two days late or something. It's like some sort of family gift exchange thing. Yeah, yeah I'm not I'm not sure. I'm not sure if it's his family or his wife. Anyway, it got pushed back maybe because of like weather or something maybe they're supposed to do it oh. like last week anyway. it has been really cold yeah and it was did you guys get a bunch of snow like late last week or thursday uh, or something? we got some i don't know if okay. i'd say a bunch it's, buffalo got the yeah really hammered we got less than a foot so yeah which for, for you guys us, is that's nothing. yeah, yeah. That's <laughs> pretty pretty low yeah. well uh batman returns 1992 uh so this is a Christmas movie. I'd forgotten it was a Christmas movie for one. I thing. think I had too. And I had seen this. I watched it so many times when I was a kid. Yeah. You know? But it does take place during Christmas. Um, it's our first uh, Tim Burton movie, right? So I first, think so. Yeah. Uh, and, and I think our first superhero movie as well. Right? Which is impressive, honestly. With yeah. the amount of superhero movies these days. But there are a lot. I I don't know if I've like told you guys this, but I have a strong aversion to live action superhero movies. Right. Like I'm not. There's exceptions. Of course. I like the first two Tim Burton Batman's. So okay. I like this. I like this movie. It's crazy and bonkers, and we'll get into it. But yeah, I do like it, and the first one he did. Uh, I like the first two Sam Raimi Spider Mans. Um, I like the first. So you know, like two... emo Spider Man and Spider Man Three. Is that uh, is that when he Spider Man Three is good in a Spider Man Three is good in a sure. different way. Like 
I think Spider-Man 3 is hilarious, but it's not a good movie. Same thing with oh, like, yeah, it's, right. the, the Doctor Strange movie he did. Like, it's not yes. good at all, but it's hilarious, too, because... Oh man, it's, it's, that movie made Gus so mad. I know. Like I brought it up and he just like went on this rant like that went on yeah. for like 20 minutes. I'm like, okay, yeah. this is good. Good stuff. So it's kind of a hot take. I'm not a big fan of superhero movies. Um, a lot of times I can't like suspend disbelief because they're too outlandish. Sure. Like a lot of the Avengers stuff, I just can't get into because there's just there's too many characters, there's it's just too weird. There's too much going on. I, so, but I like this movie because it's Tim Burton, which I have a hit or miss relationship with Tim Burton as well. Like for sure. Like, I don't like a lot of stuff he did. It's like, like, it's hard for me to grasp that. Like the same person that made Ed Wood made tra- like Charlie and or whatever, Willy Wonka, the whatever oh, his yeah. Willy Wonka movie was called. You know what I mean? It's yeah. just like, Edward is so cool and like unique and you know what I mean? Like it's such a great little gem of a film. And then using the same dude, <laughs> yeah. he made one of the <laughs> least fun <coughs> movies that's supposed to be fun. I've ever, like, I don't think I've seen the whole, like, it's just, Oh, it was bad. Yeah. It. And the his Alice movie was bad too. I thought, yeah, it wasn't great. I was like, I wasn't like a Tim Burton fanboy, but I was always excited when Tim Burton stuff was coming out. Yeah. And then, and then I saw Big Fish and I was like, oh no. Uh, that was like the beginning of the end. For me, or, yeah. You know. That was like where it was like, wait, this is like a bad movie. <laughs> like really bad. I, I, I think I hate this movie. I was so disappointed after seeing it. Like I've, yeah. I did like the first couple episodes of um, Wednesday. I'm, just yeah, like, throwing that out there because I think yeah, the material like suits him. Or something. I, yeah. <clears throat> I don't yeah. with Tim Burton, I think it's like the material has to suit him in a certain way. Sure. Because he's got a really specific look. He's got a really specific style that's yeah. just not suited to some material, but is is suited. To, I feel like it's suited to the Batman universe, honestly. Well, I, I think like his version of it anyway. You know what I mean? Right. Because I read, I mean, I think it's literally in like the Wikipedia, the the one writer that he worked with, I think on Batman and Batman Returns, like he brought him in right. to like punch up and fix stuff in Batman Returns. He brought him back. Um, yeah. He said like, oh, Tim and I didn't like, we didn't, uh, not one single time do we say like, I wonder what the people that read the comic books are going to think. Like, we, I know. Didn't, <laughs> we didn't think about that at all. We like picked a couple reference points from existing Star Wars or Star Wars, Batman stuff, and then just did what we wanted to do, like made our art. You know what I mean? So it's like, in some ways, these aren't really Batman. This one specifically isn't oh, yeah. really a Batman it's, movie. It's, it's a Tim Burton, Burton movie. Yeah. Like Christopher Walken's character is made up whole cloth. Like right, that. yeah, that's, he doesn't exist in the DC universe, right? So yeah, they had a screenwriter, Sam Hamm, wrote the first draft of the screenplay. And that was, I guess, how they got Tim Burton back to direct this, was they gave him more creative control. Yeah, he basically said, yeah, because the first one, he says, is only half his movie. Yeah, like he's not half totally happy studio. with the first one, because yeah. the studio had so much influence. Yeah. And this one, he was given a lot more freedom, and it shows. Like it's very, it's a lot very much Tim a Tim Burton movie. Yeah, in a fairly ludicrous way. Like there's clowns, and I don't even where to start. But I like... mean, well, even just the whole opening, like the penguins, mom and dad, yeah. thing at the beginning, is like the Tim Burtoniest thing. I know ever it's so tim burtony like you know it's, got, it's like it's yeah. got paul rubens in there yeah I, I like the casting i like the two cameos paul rubens and uh diane salinger who played simone in Wee's big adventure so those two get reunited for this movie right yeah it's also a tim burton movie obviously but yeah he yeah. loves bringing back and when it comes to people he's collaborated with like 
he brought in Stan Winston on this and, you know, other costumers and cinematographer, you know, a lot of crew members he brought in, Yeah, you know, that he had worked with previously where he didn't have that authority in the first one. And his own writer too. So right. like he, and they went through a lot script of got rewritten, like just yeah. like to the point where uh, the first guy didn't even get screenwriting credit. He got story credit. Sam Hamm had written a yeah. screenplay, but what they ended up like, with was so far away from that. Um, yeah. Daniel Waters is the other screenplay, the, the actual screenplay credit. So, and yeah. then somebody else was brought in. Somebody else did some punch up work uncredited as well. I can't remember who that was. Anyway, there's a, a lot of it. The story went through a lot of different enemies, like bad, bad guys. Right. Like they, they were at Harvey Dent. There was supposed to be like a Harvey Dent character. Yeah. They were supposed to be the Riddler. Um, they were going to bring Vicky Vale back, Kim Basinger's character. Vicky, yeah, they're going to bring her back. At one point, um, the Joker was supposed to return too, but yeah. Tim Burton had said he wanted this to not really be a sequel. That sure. was kind of his thing for not bringing the Joker back and not bringing Vicky Vale Vicky back. Vale, right. Or Bob Wool's character too, because that yeah. was pretty good. You know, I thought I liked Bob Wool's character in the first movie, but. um. He just did. He just wanted it to be a standalone movie. You didn't want a sequel. So yeah, yeah. He he has some quote to the effect of like all the magic of like discovering the world and the characters and everything when you make a sequel is gone. And like for him, yeah. that's t t Tim Burton. Like the building the world is kind of like what he's best at. You know what I mean? Yeah. He's not great at like amazing character development or you know. But like he builds these wacky worlds that are like not realistic, but also they feel very cohesive. They do. I mean? That was something I was going to bring up too, like specifically visual world building. Like, yeah, he has a very good sense of um place. And this is this movie was one of the very last movies apparently shot all on sound stages at the Warner Brothers studio lot. Um. So it's all sets, like it's all sound stages and sets. It's a very like old school production in that way. But yeah, it has this very clear visual style that, that he's good at developing. Well, I guess I hadn't seen the first one I for a while seen it either. Forever, yeah. But I it, from what I remember visually, it was different, like yeah, you know, like mostly in the lighting and the art design, because right. Tim Burton films tend to be very monochromatic like there's not a lot sure. of color it feels like the the christmas stuff he kind of threw in because he felt like he had to there's a, occasionally like a red or a green like there will be <laughs> like uh plants that are red or green because it's christmas but it's like yeah you can feel his distaste for actual color like everything's black and white and a little bit of blue everything's very cold and colorless which carries into a bunch of like the Sweeney Todd film is the same, looks the same way and corpse bride and obviously, well, Ed Wood's black and white intentionally. Um, and right. Frank and weenie as well, but such a departure. Cause he, he did the first Batman movie and then he did Sedward Scissorhands, which is very colorful, very yeah. pastel looking, but Edward's world is very black and white too. So it's like, right. I don't know. Like he uses color in a very unique way, I guess, or lack of color. Sure. And he uses it. Yeah. It's very, it's very clear. Like when he's using it for a purpose and um, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Cause you're starting to lean a little bit into the set design of the Joel Schumacher era, which yeah was marked. It was, Joel Schumacher was almost like doing a parody of Tim Burton or like he was, he was trying to do Tim Burton, but he did it badly. Like, yeah, kind of like, cause yeah. he had the kind of all the same ideas for the, for the locations and the visual style of the film, but he just did right. it all wrong. Sure. Like, and like the wackiness and the goofiness and the, you know, the kind of like corny dialogue, which I think yeah. a lot of that was influenced by like the sixties, like TV show. Oh, um, sure. Yeah. From what I've, you know, the little bit that I've read. Yeah. How could you not be right? like, cause that, that was so iconic. 
Yeah. And I they feel totally... like everybody knows Batman, right? Like, sure. You can't. I was going to say, like, I'm not really an expert on Batman. So, 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 so I don't know, like, how how much this deviated from the comics. Like, I, I mean, I, a lot, I think, because like the yeah. penguin doesn't have fucking flipper hands. He isn't like Tweedledee and Tweedledum shaped. Yeah. In in the comics, like he's just like a dude with a top hat and a cigarette. And right. that's what Tim Burton, I think, because the studio wanted the penguin because they said, if you don't have the Joker, the next biggest Batman villain is the penguin. So you got to have the penguin in there. And, and Tim Burton's like, well, I don't like the penguin. So let's make him like more of an actual penguin. And they came up with that whole his whole origin story and everything is made up like it's not from. Yeah, he's not. He doesn't live in the sewer in the comics, right? No, he's like a rich dude, right? He's like a rich, like aristocrat. Because in the in the uh, the newest one, the penguins, I guess, kind of in it, but he's like a mobster now. Yes, right. And there was like a yeah, there was like a that's how the original screenplay was written. Like Danny DeVito was supposed to play the penguin, but he was like a hard boiled, um, yeah mobster guy which is i think more of like the and i think in some of the stuff he's a mobster but he plays himself off as a fancy like aristocrat gentleman like victorian era gentleman type of thing you know what i mean like the gentleman mobster um right and then in like yeah in the in um nirvana batman colon nirvana movie um uh the new one uh he's like just like a normal ass mobster with like a brooklyn accent and everything is that he's got animated? like a cleft. No, Batman no, no. The... Colon. What? No, I'm just. I that was a joke because they just keep playing that Nirvana song in the. Oh, in the new one. In, <laughs> in the, the new one. Robert Pattinson one. Yeah. Um, Batman procedural crime drama colon Nirvana hashtag the penguins C- in it. CSI Gotham. CSI Gotham. Let's call it. I don't know. It's it's CSI is like is like um goofy like slapstick compared to the batman movie oh god it's so dark you're right i I can't think of an equivalent police (laughs) procedural that's as dark as that like the wire i guess maybe yeah some of the wire anyway so yeah that's an actual um deformity it's uh i looked up electrodactyly oh like the the lobster boy yeah uh deformity where your fingers are fused together that's a real thing so i guess no, that's I grew, what the i grew up with a kid named nate yeah who had oh, really on his one hand yeah okay so i have yeah. questions about the penguins lair in this like right it, it's an abandoned zoo right yes but it's underground or it's in the sewer or he takes but the then, sewer to but get then there. there's that other place where he's upstairs and he comes down and Shrek has set up his whole campaign office. And it's like, well, wait, I thought he was underground. He just came down some spiral stairs. You get what? that. You get the classic Tim Burton fly through at the beginning. And right. you see like, yes. oh, okay, it's an abandoned zoo, which right. if you're going to abandon a zoo, would you just leave the animals there? Like the penguins just live there on their own now? Like, <laughs> I guess. I guess. I don't know. I mean, it's Tim Burton, you know, yeah. it's like. You have the zoo, you got the sewer. Just don't think about it too hard. It looks cool. It um, is like so it's like a sea world kind of display. Yeah. It's like an Arctic world, like sea world at the zoo. Yeah. And he uses those like there were obviously like a like a lazy river with like duck boats in yeah. it or something in the zoo. I love and the he, duck boat. Yeah. The duck boats are awesome. Like again, that's like one of the few like pops of color. <laughs> Um, but he but he has this backstory where okay his parents dumped him in the sewer because they, ju- he they was, just threw him because he was hideously deformed and right? he was like violent and was eating yeah live he ate animals the cat. And stuff. yeah that's right yeah they kept him in like a blacked out crate that's right and uh because I mean, when the whole it starts with the the mom is screaming and the yeah. baby's crying and the like midwife runs out like terrified the doctor looks like he's gonna puke yeah. And the dad's like walking back and you never actually see the baby. It just cuts to like, you know, later when they've got him in this like black crate that's all locked yeah. up and it's just like shaking around like it's like a velociraptor pen or something. So they throw him over into the river and I do like this, the credit sequence. Yeah. It's a very Moses. They have yeah, like so Moses say, like in the, 
yes basket in the reeds yeah and then um, he's got the firstborn son thing later too which is another right. like moses kind of reference yeah but that is a cool credit sequence where he's floating but then so he ends up in this abandoned zoo and the penguins find him but then at some point in his life he joins the circus which i guess makes sense because he's deformed and right you know he could be a sideshow attraction or whatever and then he's like murdering people yeah and then he's got this gang uh which i wanted to see more of the gang too like sure the the there's just a lot of scenes where you just like walk past the gang and like batman or shrek is literally like oh hey guys yeah (laughs) and then you know like that's all they get well they have a name too like the red balloon gang or the red red circle gang or something something like that yeah yeah but like the there's when they attack the city for the first time there's a couple of clowns there's like an organ grinder guy yeah uh, who's kind of like the like head head gang member i guess yeah like like. the the number two what's that actor's name he's in a bunch of shit yeah i got him vincent schiavelli yeah he's been in a bunch of stuff too he's like i remember him from like better off dead but he's been in tons and tons of stuff oh he's a real creep yeah but he's kind of underused like for sure i don't he doesn't like really like none of the penguins minions really do anything you got of course the trope later where he shoots the minion for asking a question which you got to have that i guess in a superhero movie right like the villain always kills one of their underlings right for doubting the plan yeah because you gotta you gotta show that they rule through fear not through any sense of loyalty or anything so then at some point, I guess he returned to the abandoned zoo with all of his new friends from the circus and set up shop um, under the city, which the the abandoned zoo is apparently either underground or you can access it through the sewer or something like we're, we're not quite sure. <laughs> yeah, I think it's like I think the sewer. Um, There's some sort of confluence, yeah, between the the arctic world exhibit and the sewer you know um it's one of those just go with it things like yeah he he can pop out of the sewer and attack like wherever the the mayor's like ceremonies whenever he wants apparently and right so he knows his way around the sewer and he's terrorizing the city from below (laughs) and then he has this whole plan to like Cause he, he, I, I don't even really know what, what is his whole plan? Well, so at some like point he has plan. to kill every newborn, every firstborn son is part of, he wants to do that, which is this like is a like Moses a Passover allegory. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then he wants to run for mayor at one point, but, but that's like Shrek's idea. Yeah. And, and that gets like, talks him into that. And that kind of goes down the tubes like two-thirds of the way through yeah because batman plays a clip of him saying something that old trope you know like yeah yeah (laughs) um yeah he like hacks into the tv broadcast or something or like into the pa system or yeah and there's some very dated technology people immediately start booing him and throwing throwing tomatoes tomatoes cabbage or something and the penguin literally says like how come people always bring tomatoes to a speech hilarious um but yeah the technology there is so hilarious like alfred's oh, like know. here i have the recording and he hands him like a cd and he's i like, know oh yes there's high a, tech there's a bat cd player <laughs> yes a very special in the batmobile and and the uh the uh bat cave is like so insane there's like he gets all these to like it pedestal... with an Iron Maiden, like well, he... that's yeah, that's cool. And <laughs> like, and then but there are just stairs. Yeah, yeah Alfred's like, Alfred's like, I'm just thinking this, but yeah. I'm gonna get there via Iron yeah. Maiden because an Iron Maiden it's... elevator because it's yeah. just much more badass. Wouldn't that be very dangerous though? Like if you when... stood like one inch to, <laughs> yeah, yes, there's uh, a yes. danger of being impaled. There. Or like you sneezed or something. And... <laughs> yeah. Oh my eyes! It's <laughs> the you... idea that if you're not like exactly batman sized 
right that it would fuck you up like if you were bigger <laughs> it would fuck you up before you were ever even got down there maybe i don't know yeah. i think tim burton just thought of it and was like yeah that's cool and then just did. yeah it's just this movie's just like that it's just so crazy like anything there's just a lot of, of things like wouldn't this be cool wouldn't that yeah, be cool yeah, basically yeah. i like how one note i wrote was like most of the movie is just batman and the penguin messing up each other's equipment yeah, yeah, like it, it goes that. back and forth. Like, so like Penguin sabotages his car, and then he sabotages it back, and then right, he sabotages the Penguin's speech, and then the Penguin sabotages <laughs> something else. And uh, the little like the little like video game like mini Batmobile thing with the Penguin like <laughs> yeah. bouncing all around him is hilarious. Like, not only did his minions like take over the Batmobile, they got a, like a tracking chip in there and. Not only did they do that, but they had like a little mini Batmobile. That the right, Penguin they made a little to... mini Batmobile <laughs> controller, like virtual driving simulator, uh, which is it's just insane. But it's I know, like, yeah, that's another one of those Tim Burton things where it's just like, yeah, that would be cool to do. Sure, right? Let's like, do it. There's no, it doesn't make any sense. Right, but the way in which he just like. It kind of it's, I mean, it doesn't work, but it doesn't not work all that stuff that he does because he like doesn't even try to explain it you know what i mean yeah like he just commits to the bit right you know that's what a lot of like comedy movies have the same kind of thing it's like when you think about the plot of almost every comedy it, what actually would happen especially romantic comedies oh, is yeah. like the one of the two people would be the bigger person, go talk to the other person and work it out or not. And then right. the movie would be over. Yeah. You know what I mean? But they have to pro prolong these or like meet the parents, like how everything bad keeps happening to this one guy. And it's like, yeah. you think about it. It's just like, statistically, this is impossible. Uh, anyway, but that's well, kind of like, it's yeah. just, this movie is like a comedy in a lot of ways because it's a bunch of bits linked together that he just commits to super hard and like, I don't know. Yeah. Pretty... They're, they're pretty outrageous for the most right. part. Like it's they're like just barely an action movie. You know what I, I know. mean? Like yeah. I wouldn't even consider like the action in this is that is funny. It's like, I laugh at it like Batman fighting because I that cowl is... he's wearing is so yeah. restrictive. Well, he's just like, huh, huh, he, huh. like just like he, all he can do is flail his forearms and, and like, kick. When he takes his mask off at the end, it's even weirder because, like, yes, he has to tear it off and it's just like right. torn. Like, yeah. And then he, he so still, Michael Keaton is still not moving his neck, still not moving his head. Yes. And like when he has to kick, he has to put his whole torso 90 degrees, like parallel to the ground. Oh, to, I know. You know, to get his leg up because his rubber suit is so uh, restrictive. It's oh, yeah, um, those suits were ridiculous. Like, the, all those. And I'm assuming that like these two movies and the two uh, Schumacher movies are part of the same continuity, supposedly, right? Supposedly, yes, yeah. That's for like, yeah. And so then the Schumacher was like, you know what? I really like how bad these suits, how bad they can move in these. We're gonna keep that, right? And but I don't like how cool they look. So yeah. what could we do to make them hilarious? We're gonna add nipples. Add nipples, yes, yes. There's like a lot of innuendo or not even innuendo like Shrek is just like unlimited poontang. I, like that's I, how he I, gets. I wrote that line down. Like who says poontang? Right. Like, and, and that's like, how he gets the penguin to agree to run for mayor. He's like, if you're mayor, you can yeah. have sex with whoever you want, basically. And the like, promise of poontang. And yeah, and there's a lot of leering in this. Like oh, a lot of the like penguin literally saying like, hey, I'd like to fill her void or something. Yeah. Like, it's like really it's like, oh, geez. I know I think they're supposed I, to be bad guys, but come on. Yeah, I wrote down like really dated gender politics at one point. Like, oh, it's it, like an eighth grade sense of humor as yeah. well. You know what I mean? When <laughs> yeah. it comes to that kind of stuff, it's like a that how children think horny people are or something. Right. You know what I mean? The like you said, like the gender politics of specifically like Catwoman. Oh, it's yeah. very it's very kind of fraught because I. I think it's supposed to be saying something about like feminism, but I don't know if it's pro or anti. Yeah, now, like, I don't know. I guess we haven't talked about Catwoman yet. Like her. Yeah, so her origin. Right. Like, does, does she die after she falls out the window and the cats bring her back to life? And no, she has nine lives after that. I think she or? just has traumatic brain injury. 
Like okay. she fall, she falls through all those awnings. Yeah. So like an old Charlie Chaplin or Buster Keaton film, you know, like you can fall really far if you have yeah. something to keep slowing you down. So, so he, she, she does survive the fall. You I think, think she survives and she just has like a massive concussion that permanently alters her personality. And uh, yeah, there's all okay. these cats around when she comes to and like, there's just something, you know, you know, I think she just has like a psychotic break basically. And just but there's like a nine lives thing too, like later, like, right. But I think like, that's, she's just Shrek like, Shrek shoots her point blank at one point. She's like, Oh, that's number seven or whatever. I think she's just insane. I mean, oh, like, okay. I think she it just happened to get shot somewhere where she didn't bleed out or hit yeah. a vital organ. You know what I mean? And she, but to her in her brain, okay, she's a cat. So yeah. like, she must have nine lives. Okay. Um, okay. And, buy all uh, that. Yeah. I it's love not very feminist though. It's like very. It's like a weird. It's like an eighth grade. If you had an eighth grade boy, like write a like antihero slash villain that's supposed to be like an empowered woman yeah you know it's something it's in the 90s kind of, right yeah like an eighth grader in the 90s doing that like but i do oh. really like her character i mean i guess mainly more so i like the performance like michelle pfeiffer I like, yeah i think she looks good, good in job. this and i think yeah she does a well, good and job like with as it. as the assistant executive assistant or whatever you know what i mean she does a really good job of being like more mousy yeah. and can she's trying to stand up for herself but she can't she keeps putting her you know foot in her well, mouth and stuff like that yeah there's like you know dialogue about the duality of batman and catwoman like penguin doesn't have any duality he's just evil all the way through but like yeah you know catwoman and batman both have like this right they like, like do bad things right yeah. it's like wh which one of them is actually the hero like uh, i mean yeah you know um and having batman kill people i think makes that a lot more like the because you like kind of root for her you know yeah and then she teams up with the penguin and you're like uh, i mean i guess she's just trying to get what she wants i feel like um, that felt like shoehorned in like they they felt did. like they had to do it like Right, you they had to you, get shrek and catwoman and the penguin all on the same side yeah you have to have catwoman and penguin scheming with each other somehow like right. they have to have a meeting so they can talk to each other I, right because we have to have a scene with them and yeah. have them have some sort of shared goal or something yeah but i feel like that relationship is stronger like the the batman catwoman relationship that develops is yeah and like the whole them having kind of like a flirtatious relationship when she's just like the secretary yeah. she still has like an intriguing kind of vibe and personality and stuff you know the whole secret identity thing is bs i'm sorry there's no way oh like uh, he she would Bruce he would not Wayne have recognized and... each other like right. i'm sorry like just putting something over your part of your face doesn't hide who you lower. are yeah but it's like come on there's yeah. no way that they would not recognize each other in that scene and that they don't right. recognize each other until they like have that dialogue about oh, yeah mistletoe can be deadly or whatever right they he quotes what she said previously blah 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 blah, blah. um only at that point do they realize that they are batman and catwoman right and not before that not in right. any of the other scenes again that... this movie very much feels like it was written by someone in middle school <laughs> i know <laughs> like very talented eighth grader but still it very it's a very juvenile i mean their comic books i guess are juvenile i i don't think tim burton was too into this movie though i mean he had to be no. like kind of coerced back sure with and so i don't i don't think he cared that much about it honestly. i think he was also trying to see like kind of what he could get away with probably a little too like yeah. seeing how far how much of a tim burton movie he could make it and still get them to release it it's pretty I mean, tim burton he got pretty yeah. far yeah i mean the penguin character is insane like i know and he's Danny walking around this stained like union suit with his tiny little butt yeah poor danny devito <laughs> and his legs because oh, yeah. there was stan winston obviously the makeup for his face yeah in his hands but like 
yeah, that whole countenance of how the character walked and just the shape of him and everything. Yeah. Just so like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> we didn't talk about Christopher Walken yet. He oh is, yeah. He is Christopher walking so hard in this. He is. He's walking here. <laughs> he's, he's walking. And he's got this just like slightly more tamed Albert Einstein hair. And the outfits they got him in too, like oh, the yeah. the pinstripes and the ascots and yeah. <laughs> all sorts of yeah. He's just and I guess like, so he runs department stores. Yeah, I know. Like that's his main like, business. Yeah, I guess. And then he's building this power plant. Like why? Why yeah, is it his plan why? is to build a fake power plant that's actually it's not actually, a power plant? It's a capacitor. Yeah, it holds it and actually stores going to suck electricity from the city and store it there. And so then they'll have but to pay extra. Nobody to get it back. Nobody realizes this. Who's like he's trying to pitch this idea to get except for his for executive it. assistant. Yeah. He guesses his password basically. Early days of the internet. There is some early CG here. There's um, there's some CG on the Batmobile when the um when the armor oh, they, is the, appearing. The, yeah, yeah, yeah. And there's some CG bats as well. Like yeah. Um, oh, and there's a there's a Wilhelm scream as well. Yes, in this yes. Movie. It's like Batman throws somebody yeah. right, and so it's ridiculous. like very clear Wilhelm scream. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, I I really like catwoman um when she gets back to after her fall yeah. and when she transforms into catwoman basically and the whole montage of her like she's doing her normal stuff but she's like obviously like out of it she's like hi i'm home who am i kidding i'm not married oh i forgot i'm not married you know but her right. hair's all screwed up she's like pouring cream all over the kitchen and then she starts chugging it yeah. and just like kind of goes batshit she's just spray painting her um her apartment, you know, apartment. is very pink by the way it's yes very very like pink Del she's got that, bridges apartment or something yeah she's got that neon sign yeah it says hello there hello there and then she breaks two of the letters and so it says hell here yeah I, uh I and then there's an iconic yeah. shot yeah of her like silhouetted with that and then like pulling out from the you know her balcony yeah um there's a couple just, I like that shots in this too. Yeah. And like that is a good sequence though. Yeah. They made her so horny. Like, you know what I mean? Like they were just being so overtly. Yeah, it's like an eighth grade. I, I think yeah. like you saying that, like everything kind of clicks now. Oh yeah, this was written by an eighth grader. That makes <laughs> basically that makes what? everything or, make sense. Or like for movie. an eighth grader, yeah. you know what I mean? For somebody who doesn't understand all the nuances of the topics that it's kind of addressing tangentially but it's not really addressing him it's just being like yeah some some crazy chicks are hot right i'm gonna say what topics does it even try to address well that's what i'm saying i mean it's it's talking about like tim burton i think it was tim burton was talking about how they wanted max shrek to be like a they created this character because they wanted to be like as a bad guy isn't always somebody who like does like it's like a gangster or something like sometimes they're like upstanding businessmen members of society like those are the real villains and it's like okay but like you don't really talk about that or you know what i mean you know there's no real message about that in this movie or like there's something going on with feminist undertones with catwoman but it uh if those are probably the clumsiest like right they're very that's if that's even what they're trying to do like i mean i I feel like like they definitely were make you know what i mean like i maybe i like how like you ask someone to make all right make a strong female character they're just gonna make her like kick a lot of ass right that that's their go-to like oh we'll just make her beat people up that's that's a strong woman right like (laughs) yeah of course but then there's all those like there's a scene of her like in the department store like whipping the heads off of mannequins and stuff and yeah is she just practicing with her whip there like and then she blows like, the place up right right yeah that's a nice I, explosion it is it's yeah. a good explosion um yeah i don't know a lot of the stuff that happens in this doesn't really make sense or doesn't really happen for a reason i know like the bad guys but, don't really have much of a plan it's just like no, they just, they're just kind of be evil over everyone's heads yeah. too. Like they're just running around shooting into the air. Yeah, 
the guys riding around on like mini bikes with the giant skull masks. Oh, I know. Um, I love that guy. Those guys are great. Are there more than one of them? I could like some of the action scenes. We're it's just so hard so to tell. That's like who's yeah. are these characters? Like I, I don't know. <laughs> right, they're kind of like stormtroopers or something. There's just like a whole bunch of gang members, and none of them really. Yeah, but do those are part of Joker's gang, right? Do we ever see them again, or are they like characters that we see just they don't have the skull masks? The on. Penguins gang, you mean? Yeah, yeah. Um, I don't. I mean, maybe they don't have their masks on when they're just chilling in the Arctic thing so or that skull attic. masks on to attack the mayor's ceremonies whenever guess, they do that maybe yeah okay and i like the really really cheesy like they stick the, the gesture guy comes out talks into the microphone steals the mayor's baby and like front handsprings <laughs> into a, down into a manhole oh. <laughs> <laughs> and then everyone's like oh no there's no the security is, right, even though no the penguin security. the last time attacked, you did this yeah. ceremony you got attacked and now you you didn't beef up security at all or even yeah. have one security guard there. The cops have like no presence in this movie, which in like, yeah, all the That's Batman true. movies, like the Christopher Nolan Batman movies are like half co- about the cops, yeah. you know, like there's Batman's relationship with the cops and the DA and everything. This movie is like, I think at one point, the only time at the very beginning of the movie, they're like, what do you mean you didn't put the signal on or whatever, you know, and then they turn the bat signal on. And that's yeah, like you, the only time we ever see the bat signal. You only see Chris. Um, what's his name? Chris, uh, Commissioner Gordon once. Once. Yeah. Like in a TV, like that's all you ever yeah. see of him. Yeah. And it's the um, same guy from the first movie, but it's like he had a much bigger role. Yeah, and then Tim Burton was like, I don't really like cops. I don't want to see. We don't need cops in our movie. We got a guy how, dressed how like is a bat. This guy gonna, yeah, how is this jester going to kidnap the mayor's son if uh, there are cops around? <laughs> yeah. And then the and then the penguin rises out of the manhole on his scissor lift ducky cart. Right. Um. Again, and everybody's he's, taking pictures of him, and he's like, eh. He gives the baby back. And right. then suddenly he's a hero. Favor. Yeah, he's like, a hero. He, he, everybody loves him now. It's like, right. isn't that a little? Don't you have a little bit of suspicion about this? Like, he Again, just it's like how a middle there. schooler would write, uh, like <laughs> yeah. clever supervillains plan to be beloved by the people. Oh, what if he stole the mayor's baby, but then gave him back? And yeah, honestly, the way... all the dumb shit about this movie, you can just explain it as being like yeah. a horny eighth grader wrote it. We're just gonna, we're just gonna. That's my head now. Like. This movie yeah. is written by an eighth grader. I think they just, there's an uncredited child from the nineties <laughs> who was brought into a room and then they were like, okay, so what do we do next? <laughs> we have, what do you characters. think would be cool? What would be cool? And he's like, I think if like the, the cat lady was like, we saw her butt a lot. <laughs> okay. Okay. Lots of, butt. okay. Um, yeah. Uh, there's almost a Tarantino level of, gratuitous butt shots yeah uh, well you gotta you gotta show off the goods right i feel like a lot of the trinity shots that are are in the matrix the first matrix movie are like directly ripped off of yeah probably yeah you know what i mean i think it's highly influenced by catwoman um yeah she is very sexual like she's very sexualized in this which i mean she's dressed all in leather Whatever that is, plate text vinyl something. or pleather, yeah, yeah, vinyl something. Anyway. Somehow she makes that suit out of that coat. We don't really. Yeah, and it's all stitched together, all crazy, and yeah. she makes little like retractable claws out of a slinky. They're like, aren't they like thimbles that she? There's thimbles does... with like a slinky, like yeah. There's some kind of spring in there, that, and yeah. she does like yeah. Um. Okay. She doesn't really have any powers, right? She's just a crazy lady in a castle. No, and I think like in the in the comic books and stuff, Catwoman is like a master thief. She's like a cat burglar. Oh, right. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. That you don't get that here. Like, no, no, she's just she's just an insane woman. She's who barely she's a, a villain. Like she's just does stuff like doesn't even like right. she blows up the guy's store i guess that's kind of villainy but then i don't even i don't even really know why well i guess oh i know why because it's shrek's Shrek store, Shrek store. Yeah. right 
Um, and she's mad at him because he, he threw out a window. Yeah. Uh, a conveniently then, placed window, by the way. That, right. Yes. That window, when, like the shot. And where it's she just falls like a, a window just, in a house. I know. You know what I mean? It's not like a window in a skyscraper. Yeah. All the other windows are different when there's a yeah. shot of her falling out from the other way. And like, that's the only window that's like it. Like, yeah, that's like a house with like four panes, yeah, like a sliding window that he like. It's like, well, we already have these sugar glass windows made up. Can't we just use one of these? And Timber's like, fine. Yeah. Oh, so the penguin, he he gives the baby back, and everybody loves him. Right. Um, and they're taking pictures, and he's like, uh, guess because he lives underground or some shit. Yeah. Um, and he just says he wants to find his parents. Um. But we find out that that's all he knew his parents were the whole time. Yeah. It's all just, just to, to get into the archives unsupervised to write down. He writes down the names of every firstborn child in the Apparently whole city. Apparently he did, yeah. <laughs> it's just like That was his plan somehow. I feel like that would take a long time. And so the... the yeah, he's, and he's going through the papers one by one too. Right, like, yeah. Like they're each on their own individual paper. He writes them down with a pen. Yeah, there and there's microfiche in this movie, which like most yeah. people probably don't even know what that is anymore. I know um, a lot, a lot of dated technology. I love, I laughed at the bat CD player. The like, bat CD thing. Was, it's, ah, it's got a Batman logo on it. Like so good, so nineties. Or like the, I thought the Batmobile was so cool in this. Yeah, which like now I'm like, okay. <laughs> Like it's got that giant pedestal thing so it can turn around because it's turning uh, radius is so bad. I know that he had to come up with a way to do, turn it on in 80 degrees. Uh, and it's that just like laugh. It's so dumb. Like, and it comes the, apart, too. So he can go through like the narrow. Yes, it becomes like a bobsled. <laughs> yeah. So the so the penguin. It just I, by the end of this, I'm kind of just like checked out, just like letting the movie happen to me. Yeah. Um it's, they're kind of going through the motions in act 3 like it's yeah. just Yeah. We got to wrap this up. So yeah, like, now all the penguins the have penguin. rockets on them <laughs> and he has like mind control things. Something, yeah. And they're going to go out and kill all the firstborn, right? So they're like the the archangel and, in yeah. the Moses story. And they do yeah. it by like gathering in the town square, I guess. Yeah, they're gonna go they're, there and then somehow I, launch their rockets or something. I yeah, don't. they were gonna fire their rockets. I don't understand the villain's plan at all in this. Like, it's. I mean, he is a penguin man, so yeah, can, I just, can't understand the mind. He's of a doing bird. evil stuff. He wants to he kill. He's doing people. evil stuff. Yeah, let's just take just just go with it. He's trust. He's us, real he's gross. Yeah. He's eating like raw fish. Yeah, <laughs> I love how Max Shrek, like literally, like. Huh? Come over I here. Know. I yeah. got a tasty fish. <laughs> yeah. uh, it's just this movie is so insane. Yeah, but at the same time, pretty weird and much better than a lot of Tim Burton's other movies. <laughs> I, I feel like this genre is better suited to like directors who have unique styles who can kind of do their own thing and the. I find it very interesting that when you look at the budget, try and look up the budget for this movie, it, everywhere it says 30 to 80 million. Like no one knows how much this movie, <laughs> yeah. like they never actually released how, you know, how much it cost. Like, yeah. I noticed that too. Like I saw that a bunch of places. So Batman returns. It's on HBO max. Um, do you want to do, what are you watching now or? Um, yes. Yes. Sure. Okay. Do, what do All you right. got? It's time for a segment called, what are you watching? Uh, well, it's we had Christmas. We watched a lot of Christmas movies. I, I always watch a lot of those Rankin Bass ones, which I love. Yeah. Um, I watched Home Sweet Home Alone. What the shit is that? It's a the a Home Alone movie from 2021. It is awful. I don't like my <laughs> my kid made me watch it because like we all took turns picking the movie, and it was his turn to pick the movie, and that's what he picked. Yeah, we're like okay. And it was okay. so bad. Like it was uh Ellie Kemper is like the Joe Pesci now. Like what? Like the Ellie, <clears throat> no, why? I don't know what she's doing in this movie. Cause like I had the sense of dread when it came on, and then I saw her and I'm like, oh, maybe this won't be terrible. But right? it's terrible. She, like it's ter it's, she yeah. she could not redeem it single handedly. It's like the thieves in it are more likable than the kid. Like the kid sucks. 
it's so bad. It's and um there's the kid who played Buzz in the first movie is in it as a cop, which I guess you're required to do now. Like gotta have somebody from the first one in one of these. Yeah, and I feel like it's a I feel like they're usually cast as a cop too. Like <laughs> yeah. he's he's the cop in town. Even though it's right. like in a different state now, I don't it was it was terrible. Don't watch huh. it. It sucks. No, don't worry, I won't. Okay. <laughs> uh the other thing was uh on Netflix, the volcano rescue from Wakari. Uh-huh. Saw it. It's like a documentary about um a volcano off the coast of New Zealand that erupted mm-hmm. while there were tourists on it and killed a bunch of people. Oh, in, tw- in 2019. Heartwarming that- holiday fair. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was really good though. Like um yeah, well, I just told you everything that happened, but like God damn it, Brad. Bunch no. of people died and a bunch of bunch more people like got their skin melted off because of like <laughs> two hundred degree steam. Yeah, like pyroclastic cloud. Like the first third of the movie is like they're interviewing people and they're setting up why everyone was there that day. Like so mm-hmm. it's a bunch of tour there were like three or four tour groups on the island at the time. Cause I guess there were just tours constantly on this island because it was mm-hmm. beautiful. Right. I guess it was like the world, like New Zealand's most active volcano. Okay. And somehow they thought we should just keep, we should just send people there. But there's like all kinds of like sulfur deposits. And I guess it's really scenic. Yeah. Um, Well, it's kind of like Yellowstone is like one of the most visited national parks. And it's like, yeah, it's like a super volcano that when it erupts will kill all life on the planet. Uh, but people love going there to see all the animals. Well, same with um, um, Mount St. Helen too. That was right. That was a big calamity when that happened as well. Yeah, and that's anyway. part of the landscape of Washington. So yeah, but I get. I guess nobody's set foot on there since this happened, though. Like really? But, yeah. The so the first third of the movie is like interviewing people, setting up why were they they were there. Bunch of tour guides. There's like a helicopter pilot. There's this couple who was on their honeymoon and you're getting this sense of dread in the first third. Yeah. And you look at this honeymoon couple and you're like, oh, wait. And then you look at some of these other people being interviewed and it's like, oh, these people have a bunch of scars. They're all like skin. They're all like, they're all like burned. And I'm like, oh, okay. Oh no. This is not. (laughs) This is that's, that's a new type of foreshadowing that I've not experienced before. Yeah. Like this married couple they showed their arms and I'm like, Oh shit. Cause you see a little bit on their faces. Cause people were covering their faces. Right. So you see it a little bit, but then they show their arms and their legs and you're just like, Oh my God. Yeah. So yeah, it was apparently really bad. And so the thing erupts and the last two thirds of the movie are all about trying to rescue people, get people off um, after the eruption. So it's a, it's a, it's a Christmas fun Christmas movie on that. Yeah. It's a feel good story. Yeah. A real good story of the year. Um, yeah. Well, that's that's all I got. It was good though. This it was no, riveting. I, like this yeah. volcano movie was. I like really I like uh, I like documentaries. Um, and yeah, if I'm having too good of a day, I'll have to watch that. Uh, <laughs> uh, what did I watch? Um, I watched Glass Onion just because I felt like I had to. The Glass Onion, a Knives Out story with uh, oh, Daniel Craig as yeah. a I've been Louisiana. Seeing, I've been wondering. Uh, I don't know what. How well? How is it? Uh it's like it's crazy. Um, it's Ryan Johnson, right? Yes, okay. and this one is like the first one. It's like a rich family, right? Yeah, and it, that one made me really angry. I hated that one. Okay. Um, because I, I was like very early on in the movie, I was p- pretty sure I knew exactly what happened. Yeah. And I was like, they did this on purpose. Like they, you know what I mean? To make it, Oh, like red herring, classic, whatever, Agatha Christie shit. Yeah. And then they spend the whole rest of the movie trying to get you to think other things. And then it ends up being the first thing that I thought. And uh, it made me so mad. <laughs> you know what I mean? Yeah. I don't know. It just, it, I was like, this fuck. And the more I thought about it, the more mad I got. Because I think like what he was trying to do was like lay it all out there 
without you noticing it. And then when you find out at the end, you're like, oh my God, I should have known. But it's just like, but you no, know, you, yeah, you just okay. know. <laughs> like, so yeah. I think about half of people that watch it just knew, you know? Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'm the type of person that's like trying not to think about or like figure it out. But, you know, sometimes it just occurs to you like, oh shit, this guy, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, so this one, um, the twist I did not see coming. And that's because it's just, it's just like a convenient, like plot device type oh, of no. thing, no. you know? Yeah. Um, I hate that. But it does create an interesting dynamic because then it goes back and reframes the whole movie you've just watched now that you have this new information. Mm -hmm. Right. And so you, you basically watch the first half of the movie twice. <laughs> okay. Uh, you know, and it, like it's fine, but it's so it's better than the first one. I think it's better than the first one in some ways. Okay. I think like the plausibility of the characters and the relationships and stuff is is worse. Okay. Because they're all like super influential, like powerful people. Yeah. Like the one woman is a governor the other guy is like a male men's rights activist on like twitch um oh, the one okay. guy is like the c the main like rich guy that invites everybody to his private island is the ceo of like like a google you know okay. type of thing uh, the other guy is like his chief like scientist like everybody the one woman is like the world's most famous model and they're all supposed to be best friends. And they all used to hang out at this bar called the Glass Onion in New York City. And like, and they had no money and were nobodies. And then they all somehow became wildly successful. You know, <laughs> uh, it's just like very not plausible. And also just like the, the shit, there's like a bunch of gags and goofs and stuff that are just like, like the guy, he's on a private island in like Greece. Yeah. Okay. And and the, the CEO character guy, Ed Norton's character, has this baby blue Porsche. Like it says it's one of a kind. And it's on a pedestal, like up in like up above the building, this giant compound on this island. And the Daniel Craig's detective character is like, How come your car, how come you got a car up on top of the building? And he's like, well, there's no road, there's no roads to drive it on here, but it goes with me wherever I go, you know. And it's just like, I mean, <laughs> even Jeff Bezos doesn't do that level of rich, weird person shit. You know what I mean? Yeah. It's like it, I could see if if Daniel Craig was like, what's that weird Egyptian temple out on the top of that hill? And he's like, oh, that's where we have ritual sex parties with um, teenagers. Anyway, like you know, that's what weird rich people shit is. It just it just does a bunch of dumb shit that wasn't, you know. Wasn't there a character in the last one who was kind of a men's rights activist too? Yeah, yes, there was. Is like, it the yeah. same character? Or is no, it a no, character? they're totally different. Totally, no. they're the only carryover is the detective. Okay. So none of the people in the first one. Rian Johnson wishes they wouldn't have put the Knives Out story in the title. Oh. You know, because it's like it's more of like a James Bond. Where like this detective finds himself in a situation with all strangers he doesn't know. Uh, it's just like his cases, her. yeah. Like yeah. we're following this Daniel Craig character around, right? On just the thing that I found annoying, yeah, th about this one is that they're all supposed to be like famous public figures and stuff, and they're all like caricatures of real people, you know? Oh, like, yeah, it's that's kind always, of fun. Like that's always a little bit easy, I think. Yeah. You know, or a little too convenient, like, oh, that's well, clearly yeah. Mark Zuckerberg or, you know. Sure. Like, it's very, yeah, they're like caricatures of of yeah. people where they're not even resembling a specific person. They're like just a character of a, a caricature of an archetype. Like, they're not even an archetype. They're like a caricature of an archetype, you know. Right. All the features are exaggerated. I've been kind of know. like, I, not really, I don't know. I keep seeing it come up. And I'm like, I probably should watch that, but I really don't want to, you know, I don't know. Yeah, it's I mean, it's fine. Again, I, I don't think I'm ever going to watch it again. Yeah, it, it, it's like. I don't know. I, it's, it's fine. Yeah. All right. Well, I will. So I'm good. An, I'm all done. I'll record an outro. And I got to pee. Do it. I'm going to head out.
Um, all, all right, right, gang. Cool. Thanks for listening. My name is Brad Patello. Find me on Instagram at Brad, Brad Patello. Adam is Renaissance Grunt. Gus is Mr. Trouth. And uh, we have a movie odyssey also on Instagram. It's just a movie odyssey on Instagram. So follow our Instagram account. You can also is email it, us. It, it have no spaces or anything? It's just a movie odyssey, no spaces on Instagram? I, there are underscores. Are underscores for spaces? Yeah, I wasn't sure how I felt about that, but it doesn't let you have spaces. So Right. No, I know. Um, yeah, it's, I just wanted to let people know so they could search. But I mean, I think if you search a movie odyssey, with spaces, it comes up as the first thing, too. So email us at movieodyssey.podcast at gmail.com. Tell us what you think about Batman nipples, no nipples. What do you prefer? Nipples, no nipples. Nipples, no nipples.